welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. The Brattleboro Retreat Mental Health Hospital and Farm has been part of Brattleboro history for nearly 200 years. The retreat was originally known as the Vermont Asylum for the Insane. The hospital was founded in 1834 based on a $10,000 bequest by Anna Marsh. For much of the 19th and 20th centuries, the hospital emphasized fresh air, physical activity, and therapeutic farm and kitchen work. An integral part of the retreat hospital was the retreat farm adjacent to it. It provided work, food, heat, and many other necessities for the hospital and patients. This relationship lasted until the late 1980s when it was sold to the Windham Foundation. A retired retreat farm employee, Warren Pease, celebrated his 90th birthday this month. His family worked for the retreat farm and hospital for many years. Warren started his work at the farm in 1952 while still in high school. My sophomore year, I started that summer. I worked the summer, then I went back to high school for my senior year, graduated in 53. We talked with Warren about life in the mid-20th century working at the retreat farm. His family lived in the small white house at the base of Upper Dummerston Road in Route 30, a short walk to the farm. His father was a heating plant manager for the hospital and Warren was a farm worker. Warren's brother was a carpenter. When Warren attended the one-room schoolhouse on Chase Street for first and second grade. Later, he went to Green Street School through sixth grade, walking to school in the morning, home at noon for dinner, and back to school for the afternoon. Warren started high school in what is now the Municipal Center on Main Street, but finished his high school education at the new high school on Fairground Road, graduating in 1953. By that time, I bought a pickup. I had a 41 Chevy pickup. I drove to school. (laughs) Of course, now I think back, all the times I walked to school, to street, and back home to dinner, and then back to school. We asked Warren what a typical day on the farm was like. He shared the following. Farm chores started at 4 in the morning and continued until milking finished around 7.30 a.m. Then they went to breakfast in the retreat kitchen. The farm staff and patient workers had their own farmer's dining room at the hospital. They were served three meals a day. Warren talks about a typical breakfast. You might have... Bacon and eggs, toast, warm toast, potato, or whatever, cereal. Workers milked a herd of Holsteins at the farm and did all the processing there. They pasteurized, homogenized, and put the milk in 20-quart cans and sent them up to the kitchen. After milking, the herd was sent to pasture across Route 30 to the retreat meadows. Traffic would be stopped for about 10 minutes, twice a day, most every day. The retreat farm had a piggery and raised hogs as well as beef cattle. The farm slaughtered hogs and cattle each week to help feed the retreat patients and staff. The meat was dressed out at the farm and sent to Bushnell's IGA on Elliott Street where it was cut and packaged. It was all products for the hospital. Eight to ten hogs a week. Part of them went there and he turned them into bacon and hams. And the rest of it stayed. They had their own produce department. And they dispensed them to each kitchen how much they wanted, you know, beef and pork. When I first went there, Orrin Smith, he was the gardener. And he'd done it for 50 years. And he'd done the butchering too. Originally, about 20 patients at any time worked at the farm along with the paid staff. They did everything from working the land, doing farm chores, cutting cordwood, and harvesting ice for the ice house. In large part, patients would work on the farm as part of their therapy. 
They were assigned chores and could choose whether to participate or not. The question was, would you rather be in the hospital all day or outside? Given the alternative of staying in the hospital or getting out in the fresh air in the fields and woods, for many, it sounded like a better way to spend a day. Eventually, this aspect of retreat life was challenged as a form of slavery instead of therapy. Patients as workers became a thing of the past. According to Warren, many of the patients came from farms and knew how to work the land. Most were good workers and seemed to like what they did. The hospital tried to fit the skills of the patients with their background. There was also a blacksmith shop on the farm. Back then, the hospital and all staff housing were heated by cordwood. The retreat owned Wantasticket Mountain and had woodlots in Dummerston and Vernon as well as the retreat farm woodland. When Warren started working at the retreat farm, there were no chainsaws. Trees were cut with cross-cut saws, axes, wedges, and sledgehammers. Trees were skidded out with teams of horses. Not only was cordwood provided for the hospital, but also for all of the resident and staff houses along Linden Street and Upper Dunnerston Road. Wood was also harvested for furniture making. Warren and his brother especially wanted oak to make cabinets and furniture. Oak wood held up well to the wear and tear of hospital life. At Christmas, a woodlot in Marlborough was used to cut several evergreen trees. They were placed in retreat buildings for Christmas decoration. Eventually, the retreat converted to coal for heating and staff workers would go to the railroad station, today's museum and art center, to pick up loads of coal. The retreat used a dump truck to transport the coal from the railroad station to the hospital. There was an apple orchard owned by the retreat on Upper Demerson Road. In the fall, apples would be picked to be used in the retreat kitchen and bakery. Wonderful pies, donuts, and cakes were made there. Warren also worked with patients in the retreat vegetable garden. It was near the main building where a parking lot is now. It was over an acre in size and grew tomatoes, lettuce, carrots, beets, green beans, and more. In addition, there was a 12-acre potato field located across from the country club on Upper Dummerston Road. Farm workers plowed the fields with two pairs of horses that did a lot of farm work. Horses pulled hay wagons and did forestry work. They also hauled ice from the ice pond near today's ski jump using a bobsled. The ice was cut about mid-February each year and was put into the ice house by the pickery. This would last the whole year until the next harvest. It was eventually placed in ice boxes around the hospital for cooling. Originally, ice was used for shock treatment. Ice was crushed and put in blankets and wrapped around patients to change their mood. They also used the ice to make their own ice cream. Warren and his family worked at the retreat for decades. His father, brother, and even his wife worked there for many years. Among the four of them, they worked over 120 years for the retreat. Everyone in Brattleboro knows about the retreat, but many people don't understand how integral the retreat farm was to the retreat hospital. Special thanks to Drew Adam for arranging this opportunity and leading the interview with Warren. We would like to thank Evelina, Alex, Evan, Ethan, Charlie, Gilbert, Lexi, Jackson, Pfeiffer, Brielle, and David for reading this week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.